MP, Christmas is almost here. Brado, doesn't that mean the world's about to end? Oh, don't be silly, Marcus. But what is about to end is the two-for-one tickets to the Wellness Base Camp. Jeepers, Brado. Two-for-one tickets to the Wellness Base Camp close this Friday, December 15. Book your tickets now to go in the draw to win some incredible prizes. That's right, Brado. We have three copies of Joe and Fuad's life-changing food to give away and up for a chat, Kim Morrison is giving one lucky Base Camp attendee the signature 28 diffuser with not one, not two, but three synergy blends, including festive spirit. That is valued at almost 200 bucks. All you need to do is book your tickets to the Wellness Base Camp by Friday, December 15 to go in the draw. Give yourself the best Christmas present ever. And win a prize. Two for one tickets at thewellnessbasecamp.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining us again this week on Wellness Women Radio. I'm Ashley. And I'm Andrea. And we are going to run through uh, a couple of different topics today. I think it's a, an interesting chance to oh, hit on a few of the key things that are happening in our life. We're running uh, pretty hard and fast through to the end of this year in 2017. And it makes you go, wow, there's there's a couple of things that uh, are coming up in both of our lives in the, the near future, which is only weeks away to the end of the year. And uh, it's a great opportunity to sort of touch base and let you guys into a little bit of what we're doing and why we're doing it and uh, some of the exciting things are happening and we also want to have a little chat about uh, some of the listener questions as well so our new segment in the spotlight has been going gangbusters we've got lots of great inquiries and lots of great input so thank you so much if you send a message and text and everything that's uh, come our way we really appreciate your inputs we haven't uh, got back to all of you just yet but hopefully we can answer a few of your questions each week and uh, yeah it'd be nice if you do hear your own question there then we answer it for you it would be great to share the uh, the feedback if you like what we say um, and some of the questions are so um, detailed, I guess, that we're going to have to devote entire podcast episodes to them. So you're actually just making our job easier by giving us so much Potter for um, for podcast to come. So thank you so much for that. Um, tonight's uh, question or today's question, I should say, comes from Bronwyn in Queensland. And um, Bronwyn has some questions about PCOS in particular in relation to dietary changes. Um, so Bronwyn's talking about the fact that she's been diagnosed with PCOS by her GP. Um, they've put her on the pill. Um, she is sort of focusing on weight loss and healthy diet, uh, and she's had some good changes with that, which is great. Um, she's modified her calorie intake, um, and she had listened to the podcast that we did specifically on PCOS, um, and she wants to modify her diet and reduce the carb intake and cut out sugar as much as she can, um, but she just wants clarification on diet related to PCOS. So whether or not a ketogenic diet or a paleo diet is better, do we recommend eating any grains at all or cutting them out altogether? And the idea there is, will that improve insulin resistance? This is a really, really good question. And one that we get all the time um, about what kind of foods do you eat if you do have PCOS? Um, 
We're going to do another follow-up episode on PCOS shortly because there's a bit of talk in particularly the functional medicine space about actually changing the name of PCOS to something a little bit different. I won't go into too much detail about that, but essentially I want you to think about PCOS as being a metabolic condition, like a metabolic and a hormonal condition rather than primarily an endocrine condition. Um, So your diet is going to have such an important impact on that. Um, Look, I don't necessarily agree with putting women on the pill for PCOS, but you know, that's entirely a personal choice. Just remember that the pill doesn't actually regulate anything. Um, so you really need to kind of do your research and really understand that the potential impacts that that can have on the PCOS as well. And in terms of dietary changes, I love the the fact that Bronwyn is wanting to improve her insulin resistance um, and or improve her sensitivity to insulin, which is going to help to change that hormonal profile. And certainly by having a more paleo-esque type diet. So one that is, you know, very low in any processed foods, it's more a whole foods um, type diet is going to really, really help depending on the individual, depend if they actually respond well to grains. So some do, some don't. We know that certain grains can definitely give you a bit of an insulin spike. So I usually recommend um, going for things that are going to eliminate that as much as possible. And even for some women, cutting back on fruit a lot as well will also help. So obviously you want to be staying away from anything that is um, processed or anything that's, you know, too sugar laden. Um, But I think grains for the most part does fall into that. And I certainly recommend staying off gluten too. Yeah. And of course, do anything you want to add to that? Starchy carbohydrates generally, um, you know, come into that sugary category as well, unfortunately. So um, it's important to choose the right carbohydrates. And yes. I think, you know, definitely the high fiber vegetables. Um, this is where your cruciferous vegetables, your broccolis, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, um, you know, green beans and things that will actually not help just to regulate that insulin response, but also increases and enhances your gut health and function, which is, again, the region in which you will help to excrete any excess hormones. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that uh, resorption issue can be a really big deal when it comes to PCOS. And of course, the uh, I mean, a lot of women don't realize, but the reason we're getting the cysts in the ovaries themselves is because of the excess of androgens present in the body. So anything that's going to help to reduce the androgen production in the body as well is going to be a really important thing. Um, And I think you it's the diet is the number one place to start. So really well done, Roman, that you've gone there. I think if you are suffering with PCOS, it's just such an important thing. There's no, you can't cheat your way out of this. You can't shortcut. There's no tablets you can take that are going to beat the the value of a change in a diet. So um, yeah, throwing cruciferous vegetables and also I think adding in good fat. So getting your uh, appropriate amount of beneficial fats through things like almonds and walnuts, um, Omega-3 fatty acids can come in, you know, fish, so preferably uh, wild-caught fish uh, as opposed to farmed. And I think the challenge with the question between whether it's a ketogenic diet or the paleo diet is um, paleo and keto generally have a pretty high meat intake and we know that a lot of red meat uh, intake is also quite inflammatory. So we need to be considering how much meat. I'm sort of more of a, an 80-20, like 80% vegetables, 20% meats and good fats. That's probably mm-hmm. the best scenario for this situation. 
Yeah, I definitely wouldn't recommend a ketogenic diet specifically for PCOS. Mm. Um, Particularly women just over long periods of time don't tend to do as well on it as what men do. Um, However, I like the idea of lots more vegetables, you know, a good amount of healthy fats and like moderate protein where appropriate as well. Mm. Um, One thing that I have been using a lot in women who have PCOS is inositol or sort of high levels of inositol which helps to really improve that insulin sensitivity so Bronwyn it might be worth um, speaking to you know a a functional health provider who is near you that might be able to assist you with that as well um, because there's some really amazing research coming out about that Um, all right so ladies we hope that um, that sort of wrapped up that question a little bit Bronwyn will reply to you specifically so you know that to look out for this episode um, but I guess we can get on to the bulk of the podcast today yeah exciting well look this um this is all coming about because in uh, oh gosh we're down to just only a week away our gorgeous Dr Andrea is going to be getting married and of course anyone who's ever had a wedding or got married knows that there's a certain amount of excitement that comes with that but there's also an incredible amount of stuff that comes your direction uh, which we generally call quite stressful (laughs) so give us an insight Andrea how are you handling these stress uh, that comes with organizing a wedding and in your case a wedding that's not near home it's on the other side of the country from where you live right now Um, how's it all going uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, it's very surreal. So it's like eight days away. Um, so once this podcast comes out, it'll be like, you know, at the end, end of the week. So it's on the 16th of December, um, which is pretty exciting. Um, it just feels very strange because, you know, this whole getting married thing for me is very, very bizarre and very surreal. Um, and ladies, we kind of just wanted to um, in, invite you into our inner circle and we're going to, you know, give you a whole bunch of background and talk a little bit more in detail about this. And I'm sure, you know, Ash can can share her own sort of wedding and, and marriage stories and those sorts of things too. But I, for me personally, marriage is such a weird foreign idea to me and I, it's not something that I ever considered myself doing and not just you know, to go against the grain or, you know, to be taboo or anything like that. But I, I think, you know, my parents had a terrible marriage. Um, my dad has been married three times, um, almost divorced three times. Um, and as like growing up, I never saw a good, healthy uh, example of marriage. So I think I've always had this idea in my head that it is completely archaic and perverse. And um one thing that's really quite funny is I have actually been proposed to six times. Um, <laughs> and, and I've said yes once and that was, that was to Dean. So that was, uh, it was lucky number six. <laughs> wow. Um, and so it's, it's a really funny thing that now I'm going to go get married, but obviously Dean is absolutely amazing. And I think that once I was with him and then that was kind of put on the table, then there was no other, like, there was nothing else that I wanted to do except to, you know, have that commitment with him. And I guess I hit that point where everything changed. Um, and, you know, I'd met someone who I could see myself, you know, absolutely committing to and, and those sorts of things. So, um, yeah, it's it's very bizarre and it's very surreal and it's brought up a lot of stuff for me as well. 
Yeah, I can um, imagine. And yeah. I, I think the the great way we could frame this for you ladies listening will be let's talk about this in, a, in terms of how we can handle life's great transitions. And this is obviously for you, Andrea, one of those monumental transitions in your life. It's not just the idea of going from Mr. Mrs., but it's also um, the the background as to the mental, emotional responses you need to, to make to transition yourself from the person you were before this concept of marriage into, you know, this, this healthy, thriving marriage that you want to have with Dean. So, um, you know, and this can be applied to so many different scenarios in life. It can be marriage or it can be even just that, that transition when when someone goes like from primary school to high school or um, changing jobs can be a big transition for a lot of people, very memorable. We often very well clearly remember that transition. Um, having children, you know, the choice to have children. To say, uh, motherhood, Ash. Yeah, yeah. Going to uni, moving out of home. Like these are really big transitions that if you ask someone, you know, how did you feel? What do you remember about that? We've got very clear uh, memories of these things because whether we liked it or not, they are often involving some degree of challenge. Yeah. And challenge doesn't necessarily mean good or bad. It just means challenge is change and you can't change without challenge in life. So um, this is this is a really interesting thing that you're going through right now, uh, mixed in with all the excitement and the beauty that comes with marriage and the thrill of a big party with a wedding. Uh, there's also a lot of stress and background that you're working through to, you know, come to the party, so to speak, in a really great place. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it, it's definitely exciting. Uh, I don't think it's hit me yet. Um, I definitely don't think that. Um, and also, because we're getting married on the other side of the country, I think once maybe we're on the plane, I think then um, maybe it will start to become a little bit more real. Um, but I'm also trying not to put too much emphasis on the actual wedding day because I, and I think this is something that I learned from Dr. Phil of all people, is that a lot of people put so much energy and emphasis and time and effort into planning a wedding but not preparing for a marriage and yeah, yeah, the absolutely. effort and the energy that it takes to have that partnership and, um, you know, Dean and I have such a beautiful relationship but I'm also not naive enough to believe that it's always going to be perfect. I'm sure there will be moments that will be hard work and will be difficult and, um, you know, I'm certainly willing to put put that in to it because you know it's worth it um and one one of my beautiful mentors said to me once that um you know marriage doesn't have to last forever it should just last as long as it works um and i think that i've always had that in the back of my mind as well and not that i'm not you know expecting this to last because i certainly am but I also understand that it takes it takes work and effort too. Absolutely. Or what ends up happening instead of watching Dr. Phil, you end up on a Jerry Springer show. So, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. I mean, this is really important that preparation is such an important uh stage in any transition in your life and that's you know we've we talked about in previous episodes the preparation i placed in in the approach towards birth giving birth to oliver that preparation was so crucial to i believe create uh the birth of our dreams and our desires because it was beautiful and amazing and that didn't happen by accident just like your wedding's not going to happen by accident and the you know healthy growth in your relation is not accidental either so 
Um, ladies, the one key thing is anytime you're going to go into a big transition in your life, it's such an important thing to have a degree of preparation. Um, and preparation could be letting go of things that are holding you back. Um, it could be planning for the future. So you're having a, a bit of a, a vision for the, for the bigger picture in your life. Um, and that way, when you go through these uncomfortable transitions, because whether it be uncomfortable as in, you know, standing in front of someone and, you know, saying, I do in the sense that it's, it's uncomfortable because you're in front of a lot of people or it's a transition that you've never done before. So you don't have any past experience to draw back on. But what you can do is just remember that you've done so many things in your life. You've, you've had so many transitions that hold special places in your life. Um, you've successfully done those before. So there's no reason you can't navigate that challenge again. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of reminds me of um, right before I met Dean, I had kind of been doing a lot of soul searching, I guess, for lack of a better word. And I got to a point where I was completely and utterly content with exactly who I am, exactly where I was, um, and just felt very comfortable on my own, which, you know, I always have, but also I worked through a bit of stuff. And I I remember so clearly I was driving home one day just feeling completely content with the person that I had, I don't know, grown into, I guess. And then I think it was maybe a week later that I met Dean. And so I think that I had to get right with myself first to get rid of any kind of baggage to allow for this beautiful relationship. Um, and I definitely don't think I would have been ready for it before that. Amazing. And how often have you heard that? Because I know I've heard that. That was also my experience with uh, with my relationship when I first met Peter. It was after a you know uh, a very deep breakup and then a recovery, so to speak, into the person I wanted to be. And yeah. as soon as I was totally centered, like I don't need anyone. I'm I'm I've got this. And all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, that person is right there. And because you're so centered and so in love with yourself and your your own life and you're projecting energy and you're passionate about things you're doing and you kind of don't not that it's not like you don't desperately need anyone so incredibly attractive to have someone who's already kind of quite whole in their own space um, yes i've always yep, believed exactly. that a relationship is um not there to, to fill the other half you know they're not my other half they're there to uh, almost be like a magnifying glass to enhance the the qualities that I have to enhance the the life that I dream of. They're not um, better or worse than what I am and they're not feeling something I don't have already. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, and I always yeah. really felt that, you know, a solid relationship actually just enhances all the best parts of both of you and that's an amazing, uh, amazing thing. So let's talk um, about Ash, little, do, you have, yeah. um, do you have any marriage advice for me? <laughs> well, you know what? I will uh, I'll cite someone who gave me some very good advice is that, like yes. you said, that preparation, we focus so much on the actual wedding day that we miss the future as well. Mm -hmm. So I think before anyone walks down the aisle, there needs to be some degree of, you know, I guess, sit down bit of life planning because there's no point walking down the aisle if someone says i want to have one kid and the other person wants five or one doesn't want any and the other person wants two you're like um and that's just children one person wants to live in this part of the world the other person wants to live in the other part of the world um you really you know it's really good idea to nut some of that stuff out and it sounds so obvious but how many conversations have you not had with your partner how many times have you not discussed mm. things because you think you already know or you assume based on someone someone said something or you, you know or you, you don't want to have a difficult conversation or you don't want to have it, it yeah 
Yeah, and there's no need for that. You know, the greatest relationships are built on strength, trust, intimacy, and the way you communicate. So uh, I think that that would be one advice is to to see the, the future that you believe that you will have together. It's a great place to start. And the other thing, on the actual day, um, it's just a blur. So any ladies who have been married, I'm sure they all say the same thing. It's like, oh, my God, it's like weeks and weeks and months and months and sometimes years up to this one day and the day's gone in click of a finger. And it's like all that fuss, all the hair, all the makeup, all the, <laughs> the sequins on the dress is just like, oh, actually, no, I didn't have sequins. Are you going to have sequins? <laughs> I'm definitely not having sequins. There's not a sequin in sight. No, I didn't think so. Oh, yeah, no, I passed on the sequins as well. Um, <laughs> but all that detail you went into and then the day just kind of is blinking, it's gone, and most people only remember it based on photographs. Um, so a great thing is to just stop and three times in that day to stop and be unbelievably present, taking every yeah. sensation you can feel taking every face you can see, taking every feeling you can feel and just smile and really embrace that moment. And because often the later on, it's actually only those three things that you really, really can can hold in your memories. So um, okay, I so can Ash, tell you, you might my have things. to remind me of that when we're I will. on the dance I floor dab- that night. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely will. But by the time you're on the dance floor, I hope you've covered at least two already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's actually really beautiful because um, a lot of my patients have been giving me that same advice and uh, they've been saying, you know, you really have to take a moment to just uh, be present and just really connect with where you are and yes. why why you're doing it as well, um, yeah. which is awesome. And do you know what's funny? I've also just realized that I've planned this entire wedding kind of around me and I've got, you know, a beautiful girlfriend of mine marrying us. I've got another one who's the MC. Um, I've got my family doing speeches, but I haven't really got Dean. So I might need to address that between now and next week. <laughs> Hang on. Isn't the wedding all about the girl anyway? <laughs> well, yeah, well it, and you know what? It's funny because I have planned this entire thing by myself from over here and not for any fault of Dean. It's just that it was just easier to do it this way. Um, oh, darling, look, yeah, we so have all been, been sold the, this, the Disney story. We have all, you know, fallen in love with Disney princesses. <laughs> if it's not Snow White, it's Cinderella. We all believe that, you know, the bell of the ball is going to be us. So it is a moment in life where if you want it to be that way, it can be that. It can be everything that you want. Um, and I think that's the beauty of it. At the same time, though, I think on this topic of stress, there are so many angles that come into a wedding or a life transition that uh, involve other people producing an environment that actually um, totally amplifies your stress experience. Oh, and I generally time. suggest families have a big part of this <laughs> or it could mm-hmm. be the close friend that has an expectation to be more involved in a wedding or, um, you know, it could be the, the bridezilla, it could be the mother of the bridezilla. There's just so many situations in which stress comes up. So you can't always navigate those stress experiences until they arrive. You don't always know how someone's going to respond. You don't know that your crazy aunt's going to get drunk at the wedding and cause a, a massive Barney. Like, do you know oh, what I mean? Like, that's there's... a very good possibility, yeah. <laughs> I'll, always... I'll warn you once we get there who to stay clear of just in case. <laughs> no, I don't believe it for a second. Uh, you surround yourself with great people. But I think that um, you can't predict and therefore the best thing you can do is just arm yourself with a few, you know, tools and tricks. And that's what we're going to talk about now is some of those stress management strategies. What are the things that you can be doing uh, in the lead up to a major event in your life that could help to reduce the unwanted um, 
stress responses, which are, I'm going to say are negative because they make us feel terrible. Um, what can we be doing? Because I know that uh, on my wedding day, I was having an absolute moment. <laughs> We're only like an, a couple of hours away from, from leaving the house and I just melted down. And it was well, because actually, of, really? yeah, it was just because of all the pressure. Um, I was in Sydney. It was, you know, my family. It was, uh, there was a lot of, there was a lot of stuff happening and there was a little bit of friction in different, in different places from different people. And, um, I just was just like, right, we're just running away. <laughs> I'm not doing yeah. this. I just want to run away. And I walked outside and I was like, right. And I'm like, thank goodness the makeup hadn't been done yet because that would have been disastrous. But, um, and I'm just out there just like going, oh my God, I can't even breathe. What the hell? I'm feeling so out of body. And the oh, beautiful gosh. thing was, you know, my best friend, she was there and she's like, take your damn shoes off, woman, and go and stand in the grass. <laughs> Earth yourself. You need to ground yourself. And I was like, Aww. oh, and that's what having good friends around. So I believe that whenever you're going to approach a major transition in your life, the best thing you can do is tighten your network. You know, yeah. know your friends, know the people you can confide in and the people who can give you a kick up the ass when you need it or just a gentle, loving hug when you need that as well um, yeah. is one of the best things you can do for any life transition. Oh, I love that. Um, one thing that I have had to surrender to is asking for help. Because mm. um, even though I, I really did do most of this by myself. Oh, you're not um, a control freak, are you? <laughs> no, I don't. I, I am when it comes to certain things. Yeah, um, you're detail-oriented. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tiaki being one of them. And, of course, you know, Tiaki's coming to the wedding. And, yes. um, and that's, you know, part of why we chose the venue that we did because we can have him there. Um, so, no, I'm not necessarily control control freak, but I don't, I'm not very good at taking no for an answer mm -hmm. because I always think that if there's something that I want, there's always a way to make it happen. Um, so the venue itself, I'm sure hate me now because I kind of, every time they'd say no to me about certain things, I would just go to the owners and everything was blissful and easy. And I would ask them, they're like, yeah, of course you can do that. Totally. No problem. So I think that was a good lesson for me to just kind of, uh, go to the top ask people who can make decisions right then and there for you um, and not always automatically hit you with no. So the wedding planner that I had, everything was always no and difficult. So that didn't work out. Um, and uh, I, I think asking for help and like I, my girlfriends have just been so incredible with how they've stepped up and they've all, everyone has got such busy, crazy lives. Um, but I'm so grateful for that. And I am definitely asking a lot for them on the day as well. Nice. Um, yeah. So that's a great one. Asking for help is just so powerful because we get so caught up in the moment that we can often, you know, in the midst of the stressful experience, think it's all on us that, yeah. you know, we're the only ones that can fix something. We're only ones that can do something. And we forget to ask because a lot of people are willing to take the load for you, even just little parts here and there. It, uh, it can make a huge difference to how you experience that stressful event. Um, and I think, you know, another thing to remember is that if we can try and view stress as a challenge and not a threat it's you know if it's generally not a life-ending scenario then we simply see it as a challenge that it's something yeah. that we will get through that many people have, have got through and we're going to use our best tools possible to just overcome that challenge um, yeah and try and see the benefits that are coming from that as well, that it's, you know, beneficial. You've been able to connect and communicate with people close to you and, and expand um, 
those communications by asking for what you need and the help that you want um, and the benefits of, of going to a different part of the country. Like there's certain things involved in that that you're asking the nearest and dearest to be there and you're creating an yeah. intimate environment. Like so there's, yeah. there's so many different ways to see benefit. It's just important to uh, to step away for a second and have a look um, in that stress to see Am I focusing just on the negative and therefore magnifying the stress that I'm feeling? Or could I focus more on that positive, on that gratitude for everything that is happening really well um, to help just, you know, mellow out that stress response? And I think that keeping everything to perspective is probably a really great idea as well. Ashton, that's one thing that I kind of got from what you were talking about then. And in this situation for me, um, one thing that's happened is like two weeks ago, I had to go and buy another wedding dress. Um, because the first one I'd bought, absolutely beautiful. It was custom made, like incredible European lace. It's come from a Romanian designer. Um, it arrived and didn't fit me. Um, couldn't get it to fit me. There was nothing I could do um, with the time frame that we had. So I just went and bought another dress and it's fine. <laughs> you know, it's, it's definitely not the end of the world. And uh, it was stressful for a moment, but it was also um, trying to keep in perspective the year that I've had and some of the crazy things that have happened and knowing that the day doesn't have to be absolutely perfect. And I had, I think I had this vision in my mind, even though like I never necessarily saw myself getting married, but then as soon as it was happening, I had this idea that it had, I had to be perfect on the day. I had to look perfect on the day. Um, and I think just being self-critical about certain things that, that that will never happen no matter what. So I just <laughs> to kind of keep the big picture in mind. And, um, and that's such a good word you've used, perfect. I mean, what's perfect? You've already been chosen by the person who loves you. They've already asked you with all your imperfections. And how often is it that we feel we have to suddenly become something else for that wedding day? hate to say it, but there was, um, you know, the former deputy mayor of Auburn had this <coughs> wedding and his um, beautician uh Beyonce at the time suddenly went from being looking a beautiful, wholesome uh, girl and everything was changing. Face work, teeth done, hair done, nails done. The the whole picture changed because obviously that, that pressure of perfect uh, for photographs, for standing in front of other people uh, forced her hand to make choices. And like I sort of say, you are perfect as you are now. You just want to enhance it. You know, if you're going to put on a bit of makeup, do some hair extensions, whatever it is, but remember who are you doing it for? Because at the end of the day, all the people with you are the ones who already love you just as you are. Exactly. And the photos are not going to make the day. It's going to be the, like the intent of what this ceremony is actually is for me and what that means for Dean and I and having the people that we love around us to hold that space for us and experience it with us. So, um, you know, the the photos are just to kind of, I'm, this is what I'm telling myself in my head anyway, is just to, to help me to, to remember that. Um, and it has nothing to do with that. It's, it's how I feel about the process. Um, but it's definitely brought up this like really weird side of me. Um, so, uh, Ash, I, I don't know if, 
you know, and I, I know that I certainly haven't shared this on the the podcast. Um, I know you know about the Tiaki story this year, but um, so earlier this year, Tiaki was diagnosed with cancer, a really rare um, aggressive form of cancer, and that like totally rocked my socks. And um, I put on probably about eight kilos from stress with that in a really short period of time, which is unheard of for me because um, usually, you know, my weight is pretty stable and not something that I am too concerned about. And so I went crazy. Um, I joined another gym. I was, you know, doing all sorts of things and I absolutely hated it. My diet changed completely because I thought that I need to do these things to try and lose the weight that I put on from stress. And all it was doing was stressing me more and making the problem worse. So as soon as I (laughs) got out of my head and just chilled out, then things started to change again. But that was a really, really tough lesson that I had to, um, it it was a really weird side of me that I hadn't experienced for a really long time. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's amazing. Uh, Well, look, I think, you know, with all of this stress of this year, you are certainly finding the challenge and the changes that are all coming into it. And it's going to be amazing. You know, you're so close to something that's just so special and so monumental in a life experience. Um, I'm so excited for you and I'm really excited that uh, I get to share it with you on that day. But to all of you lovely ladies listening, just remember that there's always going to be change. There's always going to be challenge. There's going to be days that you plan to be perfect that don't end up being the picture perfect that you might have in mind. Um, it could be rain on the wedding day. It could be so many different scenarios. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to our perception of those events and our expectations. And if we can just remember that um, everything is just as it's meant to be, you've done your best, you, you've you know, tried to create everything you could and it'll work or it'll be different to maybe what you pictured, but it's perfect as it is. Um, I think this is, you know, one of those beautiful teachings that comes out of places, you know, like the teachings of Louise Hayes and the, the yeah. genres like that in the world because they're talking about this thing that everything is as it's meant to be. We're so constantly fighting against uh, change that we are trying to modify and alter everything, but it's all okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's such a good reminder um, for, my God, so many different circumstances. But, yeah, absolutely where we are right now. And um, I love it. I'm yeah. going to have to throw a quote in. One of my favourites is, don't lose what is real, chasing what only appears to be. And this is Ooh, just like so that. apt to our world today with so much media and, and visual media and, and social media, Pinterest, Instagrams, everything telling us that we're not good enough and we aren't enough. And we're so caught up in chasing these um, appearances of realities that we actually are losing part of our real space. And uh, so, yeah, just remember, don't chase, just be. Oh, that is perfect. I think um, that's probably an amazing sort of note to kind of finish on there, I think. Um, ladies, I would love to hear what your marriage advice is as well. <laughs> was, there, was there a pearl of wisdom that you have or that someone has given you? Um, and if so, if you could please um, post that on our social media, facebook.com forward slash the wellness women um, or on the Instagram page, which is underscore the wellness women. Um, I promise you we will post heaps of photos and videos and all 
all sorts of things um, of the wedding itself because I would love to have each and every one of you there. Um, but it's you know we're keeping it really small and intimate. And um, I would also love to just um, you know very publicly thank Ash as well. Um, her and Pete and of course baby Oliver are coming over to the wedding, and it's not an easy place to get to. It's a long flight. They're flying out to Europe. Um, you know two days later, and it's a massive big deal. And they have moved heaven and earth to be able to be there for me with very short notice. And I'm so grateful for that because I, I, you know, no pressure at all. I did tell Ash that I couldn't get married unless he was there. Um, (laughs) And look, wouldn't have it any other way. So look, this is, um, this is what you do for your lady loves and your life girls. It's uh, sometimes there's people in that inner circle that you'll move heaven and earth for, and uh, it's so worth it. So thank you so much for for having us as well. And girls, if you uh, find that, you know, this is touched on a space and you, you think that, uh, you know, you can give us some some tips and tricks along the way. I know that we wanted to get into something else, which I'm going to give you a little teaser for, but I know that the next episode we record is kind of like an add-on to this experience. And we're going to start to talk about little ways that social media is starting to influence our relationships. Um, and as Andy says, freaking, you know, trashing your sex life. <laughs> so <laughs> in, the, in the idea that we're going to become these, you know, this new married woman, let's talk about, you know, healthy, healthy relationships and healthy sex lives and uh, and the reduction of social media that might uh, play a role in that. So I look forward, that'll be a fun conversation actually. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, ladies, until next week, be well. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.